My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, to complete my visit to this wonderful metropolis of Chicago by celebrating the divine liturgy with you here in this beautiful parish is my greatest joy. Even though there is a certain relaxed feeling in our churches in these summer months, the church moves steadily and reliably on. Our journey through the liturgical year creates a spiritual rhythm within our hearts and within our minds. And this liturgical rhythm binds us together with bonds of peace and bonds of love in God. As I listened to the gospel reading today, the story of the Gergesene demoniacs, I was reminded of the alienation and the brokenness that afflicts our world. We see such human beings everywhere, human beings like the demoniac of the gospel reading. The homeless person who we are afraid to approach. The person on the subway who seems completely disconnected from his or her environs. The elderly person sitting alone in the park. Like the demoniacs of the Lord that the Lord encountered according to the Bible reading, such people seem to have been forgotten by society not only today, but through the ages. They might as well live among the dead, like those in the tombs who encountered the Lord. In our modern day, we rightfully are anxious about such persons. We don't know how to handle them, and we often feel threatened by them. Remember, that the gospel describes those demoniacs as being so fierce that no one would pass that way. But even with their fierceness, they were not unapproachable. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, was unafraid to confront them, even to dialogue with them. For the Lord, is the one who frees us from our self-made tombs of ignorance and fear, just as he raised up Adam and Eve and all the righteous from ages past by his glorious resurrection. In another account for the same story in the Gospel of Mark, there are even more frightening details, such as the following, and I'm reading the passage from the Gospel of Mark. It says, the man, the demoniac, used to roam among the tombs and no one could restrain him, even with chains, because every time they bound him with shackles and chains, he burst the chains and shattered the shackles. Nobody was able to overpower or subdue him 
all night long. He howled and shrieked. And during the day, he haunted the tombs and the craggy hills above, cutting himself on the rocks. This is the reading, the same story from the aspect of the evangelist Mark. The self-harm is particularly distressing as we encounter this even in our own times among those horribly afflicted by this. But when the Lord releases the pain of these people and the suffering of these people, there are still consequences. The herd of swine, the herd of swine that they have entered into destroy themselves in a violent fall into the Sea of Galilee. Clearly, this was not the intent of our Lord, but the suffering that had been engendered could not end peacefully. It's not always peacefully. Maybe it's never peacefully. These were the ramifications for the circumstances that had led to the demoniacs' exiles from the community. Remember that herding swine was against Jewish law and custom. It even says in the Talmud, the primary source for Jewish law after the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, it says there that Cursed be the man who would breed swine. Cursed, kataramenos. The fact that the herd perished is a kind of cost to the community for their banishment of the demoniacs. The Gospels of Mark and Luke add this detail that after the demise of the herd of swine, reported to be about 2,000, the people of the region came to see Jesus and came to see what was happening. They found the demoniac in his right mind, clothed, and sitting at the feet of the Lord. And rather than giving thanks to God for this healing, instead, these people of this city asked Jesus to leave, leave the whole area, don't come again here. Their business interests, which were contrary to their beliefs, had been upset, and they had lost a small fortune. And there are questions here for us, my dear brothers and sisters. How do we reach out to those who frighten us they frighten us by their erratic and sometimes violent behavior. How can we reach out to them in a way that is healing and restorative? How do we remain compassionate and caring for the most disadvantaged among us when it may seem to be against our own interests, sometimes financial or otherwise? I do not have, I do not claim to have easy answers, but I know in my heart and I read in the Bible, like the Bible reading of today, that if the Lord found a way to minister with love 
and spiritual therapy. And then we, we the Christians who have his name and we who follow him, we can do the same as well. And we can do the same by his grace and his love for humankind. Amen.